Hey, this is Mark Taylor with NBC4 News. Get ready. It is time for the Arena Guys Backstage Pass podcast with Gary the Arena Guy and Dave Rettelberger. Take it away, guys. Well, thank you very much for that great opening. And we're back. Dave, can you believe podcast number seven? Happens so quickly. They grow up so fast, don't they? <laughs> they grow up so fast. And we have a really great podcast today. I yeah. really, We're going to talk about some of the great shows that have just been announced. And there are some big ones. We'll do that in just a moment. We'll also, uh, you know, we've had some great shows in the last few weeks, yeah, last month sure. or so as well. And the Academy Awards are coming up. And there's a lot we can talk about on that. We'll make our own predictions. Uh, you know what? The show has gotten over four hours long. We can talk about how maybe to make it. I'm gonna try, try to bring it, bring it a little, a little more under control this yeah, year. Yeah, some ideas on how to do that. Maybe help the ratings. You know, we can be consultants to the ABC executives <laughs> <laughs> on how to do that. They've actually said, they've told the producers that the show needs to be three hours or. Yeah, right. That's the, uh, that's the last this year. It was three hours and fifty-three minutes last year. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, I mean, going back, it used to always be, you know, almost four hours. Where would, you know, I remember, you know, Eastern Time, you're up till almost till midnight watching, waiting for that last uh, yep. last award, and and it gets a little kooky at that hour. So we'll talk about all that, and and who knows where else we will go, and we will do it with our special guest today, Mark Taylor from NBC Four, and he'll join us in just a yeah, few minutes. Yeah, very excited to have him on the show. So. He's a big uh, big movie fan and uh, uh, music fan too, so we'll yeah. have some good stuff there. So that'll be great. You know, I have to uh, go back to last uh, last the last podcast. Yeah. You know how sometimes when you talk, we both have done radio, and sometimes you say things that as soon as it comes out of your mouth, you're wondering, Never. where did that come Never. from? I was talking about going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with uh, one of my co- best friends from college. Yeah. And I said, I referred to the fact that I made his acquaintance Okay. on the same dorm floor. Who says that? Made his acquaintance. Who said, I, I made his acquaintance. I, I felt like I belonged to a little house on the prairie, and I was about ready to jump on a horse to... <laughs> Go to a gunfight and a pleasure to make stop by the saloon today. or something. That <laughs> sounded really bad. But um, <laughs> so let's talk about some of the shows that we've done. Cirque du Soleil could could that have been any better? You know, it was really interesting. This was a, a very different Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil Crystal was uh, uh, at Nationwide Arena, and it was different because it was. You know, it was the first production that was on ice, which was was neat to see. It was an interesting twist on it. It had a real different feel, but but also it, it didn't have any uh, a real French uh, language in it. So often you, it still had that that Cirque dreamlike quality where you kind of wonder at some points what the heck is going on, right? But somehow that's <laughs> that's the magic of Cirque, though, right? Is it it pulls you in with that, and uh, uh, that it was a great story. The ice added a really unique and fresh element that totally set it apart different. from all the other Cirque shows, and it was just a, it was a, it was a lot of fun and, and a great cast who I know you know you got to hang out with a little bit. Yeah, we did some video pieces with them, and uh, it's amazing for me to try to be as athletic as some of the, uh, <laughs> the <people laughs> try being the, the keyword. Try to be in the keyword, and you know they added ice for the first time they've got 20 touring productions around the world las vegas uh, yeah just really all over the world and uh, this is the first one with ice and it was really cool yeah to get and they incorporated first. some some pop music you know whether it was sia or beyonce or even some u2 uh it was it was a great production and and the great thing about cirque is they are always working on their neck it's it's always you know they're working on their next show so i'm excited to see what they come up with next we uh had bob seeger recently at nationwide arena Boy. About a year and a half after it was originally scheduled. I'm going to tell you that I was nervous until the moment that Bob hit the stage. Right? Mother Nature wasn't cooperating, because, cooperating oh, too well. That was the most insane day. Of course, we had Winter Jam scheduled at the Schottenstein Center. Had to pull the plug on that uh, because they were traveling and, and so many different artists. and, and uh, uh, But Nationwide... 
um, you know, the, you know, Bob had already. Bob went, was like, I want to do this show, and I know from talking with Bob's manager backstage uh, at the last show how upset they were to have to pull the plug on that one. So they really did because he, yeah. the stage was set up, everything was the merchandise stands were set up, our concession workers there. It was like what when was it uh, called? About five thirty or four thirty? Yeah, in the afternoon. Uh, we pulled into the manager's office, and and uh, of course he had. Uh, a his pinch, back issues, yeah, yeah. back issues, was, which he later had surgery for. Which was great about Bob is, you know, again, we've talked about this, but his manager said, we're going to tell the fans exactly what's happening. We're not going to sugarcoat this. We're not going to hide that Bob's uh, having some back issues. We're going to say exactly what it is because we've always been very honest with our fans, and we don't. Bob doesn't cancel a show. Right. And so they didn't cancel. They postponed it. And so when he came around, it was definitely 1,000% worth the wait. It was awesome. Yeah. A and very I like that night. we call him Bob because we're such oh, close Oh, yeah, friends. Bob and I uh, are tight. <laughs> <laughs> we had the rodeo, the world's toughest rodeo. Uh, My office still smells like the rodeo. <laughs> it smells like the rodeo. That's a smell that doesn't go away. It but does not. The but fun was it was fantastic. Yeah, and it, it's it's you know it's uh, I, my family comes out and joins me for that one every year, and so much fun. And when you watch these these cowboys, uh, not only uh, on the uh, on the dirt there at Nationwide Arena, but also in the stands, it is like that whole the whole night just kind of becomes like just a fun atmosphere. They do such a great job with the production of that, but the real sizzle, of course, is when they come out on those bulls. And uh, and that's no and, bull. And, no, and it's no bull, and that's great. And of course, Whiplash, the cowboy monkey. Always uh, <laughs> just the crowd, just reaction to that guy. It's nuts. So <laughs> totally nuts. Fun. And uh, it's become tradition now that the arena guy does a photo with the country music artist who performs a concert after the show. Yes. So this year it was uh, country music artist uh, uh, Chris Lane. And we do the OHIO photo. Right. So if you want to check that out, go to the Arena Guy Facebook page or Twitter, at underscore the Arena Guy. And uh, we've had Dustin Lynch and yeah. William Michael Morgan and Neil McCoy and Joe Diffie and, and some really great artists. But what really stood out about this one is he had just come back from the gym. Boy, you think this guy works out a little bit? He did the O. <laughs> I did the A. I tried to do the H yeah. once again. The first year, I did it totally wrong. Yep, you did. So I'm trying to redeem myself. <laughs> and people look at the picture and say, look at those guns. And I just say, well, thank you very much. Look at his. His aren't bad either. He's, he's wearing a sleeveless shirt, and his biceps are like four of mine he is check uh, out that photo yeah, it really it, it, is something he is uh i think swole is the term i'm looking to our uh young producer here to uh, uh give me the, these 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 swole guacamole uh, uh <laughs> is, the, is the reaction to that one but you know uh some of these country music stars i'll tell you who else went backstage was super muscular that surprised me with was tim mcgraw oh it was zero percent body fat Z- i mean and he wears shirts that are like three sizes too small i think he shops in the boys section these yeah these country guys are making us look bad that's I why know. that's why and, and i love you luke Combs. But I'm looking forward to your show because <laughs> I like to look. Like he like, likes ribs as much as he I do. Does. He, yeah, he's, he's definitely in that uh, that big boy eaters club that I'm in. So that's cool. and uh, an- another embarrassing <laughs> moment was not only standing next to Luke, uh, uh, sorry, um, uh, Chris, Chris Lane, Lane. Uh, and and him flexing next to me. That was bad enough. But you know how uh, the boss always tries to embarrass me in arena guy videos. Absolutely, he, he got me a share, low cut shirt that he wanted me to wear when I interviewed fans, which I did not. The photo exists, but it, it I hope I never become famous because it'll make the rounds. It's a dancing queen, low cut with like a little <laughs> strap. And, and it's all sequins. He yeah, made me yeah, show, it on, yeah. show it off around the staff. And Oh, yeah, you haven't lived until you've seen the arena guy in a dancing queen t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> that's why I show up for work in the morning. Well, that brings up Cher. We're gonna, going to be talking about how great Cher was in just a few moments. But before we do, let's just kind of run down real quickly some of the oh recently announced shows. And we've had uh, 
just an incredible number of shows announced recently. It has been I'm not, it's been crazy the, this last week alone. I mean, it was it was, it was nuts. So uh, I'm just going to run on a few of these in, in order if that's all right. Uh, WWE SmackDown was just announced. Right. Uh, uh, they're returning. That's coming back to the shot. First time uh, in Columbus for SmackDown in about four years. Uh, the show uh, is uh, April 30th at the Schottenstein Center. Tickets on sale the 22nd. Uh, and that's the SmackDown and WWE. You know, as soon as one goes away, as soon as you know we have an event, no our, our Facebook or social media feed. When is WWE coming back? So yeah, that's confirmed. SmackDown live uh, broadcast around the world from the shot on April 30th. And then uh, uh, June thirteenth, uh, Josh Groban uh, is in town at, at Nationwide Arena with Jennifer Nettles from yeah, Sugarland. That's a very cool. That's gonna be a very yeah. fun night. That's a great double bill. They do yeah. a song together, right? Uh, what is it? Ninety nine. Ninety nine years. Which yes. Josh Groban wrote about his parents who've been married, I believe, fifty years, and uh, they do that as a duet. Uh, She's done duet with uh, non-country people before. She did a duet with uh, John Bon Jovi, right? Yeah, and. Uh, we had them as part as had her as part of Sugarland not that long ago. Yeah, that well, was last a, summer. Maybe? She was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was, a, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of a lot of fun, Pentatonix is coming back uh, Nationwide Arena, June 16th. Those tickets also on sale and. These guys have just become a phenomenon over the years to see what they've done with 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 their sound and their uh, and it's and it is a really fun live show. NBC had a, uh, a competition singing competition show for a while called the Sing Off, which was yeah. groups, acapella groups, and stuff, and they won that season two or three. Yeah, and then look what they've done. No looking back that. for those guys. It's like no one from The Voice really becomes huge. Tell you what, it's we been do a while them as some opening acts. from the case, Idol, uh, has but, American Idol has even hit it big, uh, not, as well as Pentatonix. Yeah, but uh, Pentatonix is just huge. Absolutely, I'm looking they, forward to that one. They were had not only had a, a hit TV special at Christmas time on NBC, but they were the guest on all the other NBC Christmas specials. Yes, as right. Well. <laughs> so they get around. Uh, Michael Bublé, uh, Super Bowl ad star, uh, Michael Bubbly. Uh, I know. Wasn't that, wasn't that uh, commercial the best? <laughs> that was great, right? <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Bublé, uh, Michael Bublé, June 21st, I'm sorry, July 21st yeah. uh, at, the, at the Schottenstein Center. And that is, he's one of those performers, kind of like Harry Connick Jr., but kind of like the old school Rat Pack, right? Where it is just, it's a show. I mean, you, it is just an absolute blast when you go to, go to see him live. Well, he certainly uh, admires Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, that era, but he's very contemporary, so the, the yeah. mix is very unique. There's really no one else like him out there. That is selling really well, so if you're interested, definitely grab your tickets now. Again, July 21st uh, at the Schottenstein Center. And uh, also just announced uh, Chainsmokers uh, coming to town with Five Seconds of Summer. Uh, Lennon Stella also on that bill. Uh, that show is Sunday, October 13th at the Schottenstein Center. Uh, it is, and that, that's just a couple of the shows that have been recently announced. And uh, Chainsmokers, they surprised everyone when they won a bunch of Grammys a couple years ago. And uh, we've had, uh, I've, I've, I don't know what I was thinking when I typed this out. I wrote five seconds to Mars. I was thinking of Jared Leto. <laughs> 30 or seconds to Mars. 30 seconds to Mars. Yeah. Seconds you were only off by 25 yeah. seconds. <laughs> so, no, but you know what? But, uh, it's, it's interesting you bring them up because uh, I am seeing a lot of people excited for them on our, on our social accounts. Five, five seconds summer. People are big fans of those guys. Yeah. And don't forget John Mayer, too. Yeah, right. Uh, boy, I mean, the hits, that's August he 3rd loves Columbus. at the, uh, the shot. And uh, you know, whether it's come, he's come a couple of times with, uh, with Dead and Company uh, and his solo shows, one of those acts that I was like, John Mayer, oh, that guy that had that 
uh, run through the halls of my high school. I'm telling you, it's one of the best live shows. Which he, he, he doesn't like to do that song, by no, the way. No. He like that's called No Such Thing. But he like uh, the other stuff he he does pretty much. But it's a he, it's a he's a great live performer, uh, and that is an amazing show if you get the chance to check it out. Details on all those shows at Schottensteincenter.com or uh, NationwideArena.com. Yeah, and he loves Columbus. Every single tour, I'd say the last four or five tours he's done, he's played Columbus. So that's that's been great. You know, one of the shows we haven't really gotten into yet is uh, is Share. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about that when our guest Mark Taylor joins. Us as uh, the arena guy mentioned, we're also going to talk Academy Awards, making our picks, and talk about how we think we can make the show a little better. Uh, and anyway, as I said, NBC Four anchor Mark Taylor joins us coming up on the Arena Guys Backstage Pass podcast. The world's most unmistakable voice, Josh Groban, live Bridges Tour, June thirteenth, Nationwide Arena. With special guest, Jennifer Nettles. Selling out arenas across the globe. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. At joshgroven.com and ticketmaster.com. New album, Bridges, out now. The very thought of you. After five sold-out world tours, he's back. And I'm feeling good. It's an evening with Michael Bublé. So come on, come on, come on, come on and dance. July 21st, Schottenstein Center. Doesn't mean I love you. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster. A Beaver production. All right, and you can follow for all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, fan videos, you know, the Arena Guy uh, interviews fans. Uh, Dave and, and uh, the Arena Guy, we do breaking concert news. Yes. With, uh, do all kinds of fun stuff. You can follow the Arena Guy on Facebook under the Arena Guy, or Twitter at underscore the Arena Guy. And of course, why don't you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and just look up the Arena Guy. Yeah, and leave us a review too. I mean, you know, that's how people help, help can find us. So definitely take the time. You're enjoying this one, right? You're already this far in. Go ahead, hit the subscribe <laughs> button on iTunes, and then and then leave us a review. Preferably uh, all the stars. All the yes, stars. and we thank you in advance. Really excited now to welcome our guest. Uh, he anchors the 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock news. Speaking of stars. I know. <laughs> right? We've this got is a big, big star time, power big here today. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> NBC News anchor Mark Taylor. Mark, thanks so much for stopping by. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm not sure about the star thing, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe like uh, a emerging star, rising star in the uh, <laughs> yeah. Columbus News. So scene. how long have you been in Columbus now? Uh, a little over two years. December, time flies. past December was yeah. my, my two-year mark. And yeah. you wow. came from where? Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Yeah, so awesome. Where, where, so, where culture goes to die. But I'm from there, so I can say that. <laughs> Must be a little culture shock, though, to go from Phoenix to 35 below windchill yeah. here in Columbus. My, both my parents are from Toronto, Canada, and so I spent a lot of time up there as a kid, and so it wasn't really too much shock. of a shock yeah, to the it system. Was, it was fine. Because so. Phoenix is hot. Yeah. That's just hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My uh, One of my college roommates lives in Phoenix, and when I went to visit the first time, it was 112 degrees. And I said, yeah, but it's a dry heat. I said, yeah, but it's 112. <laughs> yeah. We ride that till the wheels fall off. Yeah. It's yeah. a dry heat. It's a yeah. dry heat. So my friends always make fun of me because I'm corny, and I do a lot of puns, and I'm just corny, and, and <laughs> I just never hear the end of it, but I continue to do it. You're kind of known for that, too. Uh, I've become that way. I don't know how <laughs> it happened. Uh, we have there's two moments built into the newscast. I mean, if you are a frequent viewer, you'll be yes. able to tell where they are, where it's um, it's an opportunity to maybe show personality. There's nothing scripted, and you have to shift from like one story to the next. And I feel that puns are a safe 
place for humor. If yeah, that sure, makes absolutely. Sense. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Which, which is tough to find these yeah. days. Those safe spots. You know, yeah. So I'll, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, what did I do the other day? And um, we were going from weather to sports, and Jerry or Dave said something about you know our up and down temperatures, and I was like, yeah, up and down, just like a basketball bounces, right, Jerry? <laughs> and it was that's like, a good transition. Yeah, it was a solid. You know, having seat. done yeah, done radio myself, when you're bringing the weather guy twice an hour and you have to come uh, up with a new transition mm. every time it's really tough i used know. to stress about that when yeah. i would you know cuz i would again i'd have you know i'd have a little banter with our news person like when i was doing getting doing my radio show and i actually like the before i before the morning even started at like 3 3:30 in the morning i'm writing down i will ask about this and i'll ask about this and so do you do you script all that stuff or is it just is it the best stuff off top of the head always right Usually, yes, but I do try, especially yeah. <laughs> if I don't know what season it is for which sport. Because <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> if it's football season, I'm, I'm golden. Yeah, you know, right. I, yeah, just, sure. I know what's going on. Okay. But if it's not like CBJ, I know most of the stuff, but I usually have to cheat by looking into his rundown and yeah, sports sure, okay. to yeah. see what's first. There's always so much going on, right? Yeah. Or with uh, wrestling, you comment on how they're wearing earmuffs. <laughs> yes. I caught that one. <laughs> that got mixed reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Colleen had a, a field day with yeah. that one. Um, oh, that's great. And uh, I got a kick out of uh, when uh, Dave Mazza was saying there was a brisk sun. Oh, yeah. And you enjoy like, that one as a, well. What is a brisk sun? What is a brisk sun? I never got a full answer on it because <laughs> he kept describing by saying it, well, it's brisk. You know, but like, not only did he say it, it was <laughs> on the graphic. Yeah. It said brisk sun. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I don't know what that is. Like so b- before we talk about Cher, because uh, you were at the Cher concert. <laughs> it was. Um, you've been doing this a long time. What Has there been kind of a, a mishap or a funny moment that stands out? In television news? Yeah. Um, oh, man. That, not you, that on the air? On the air, well, I haven't got fired yet. So <laughs> I mean, nothing, knocking on, knocking on the table, on and yeah, right, yeah. Nothing too terrible. Yeah, I've said a couple things that I probably shouldn't have. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a safe one that I can say, <laughs> <laughs> or an uh, especially good pun or something. Uh, I don't know what comes to mind. Uh, so, like a year ago, when Ellie Marriott and I was still on the air with yeah. me, uh, those, those moments are still built into the show, and there was some story about. Merriam-Webster's new words to the dictionary. And none of them made any sense to me. And I was like, I thought that it would be something like thirst trap. And Ellie goes, what's a thirst trap? And I was like, oh, I don't know how to walk out of this by saying, and I just basically gave the most vague answer of what a thirst trap is. And I probably got like 10 emails. (laughs) Because that's the thing, when you're you're broadcasting, you get response. You hear from viewers, right? Yeah. You know, I'm sure. I will say, though, in Columbus, Ohio, 90% 90% of what I get is positive. Oh, or, or or they're just correcting something because people feel the need to... It's they want... This is where we live. And tell they you want to pronounce their small yeah, town exactly. they're from or whatever. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is fine. But yeah. very, every other market I lived in, there's like an onslaught of you know negativity. But for some reason here in Columbus, we, we don't good to hear. get that. Yeah. So just a, a trick of the trade, maybe. Uh, I have a friend who's a news anchor who in the, uh, in the, the heat of the summer will wear the suit and the tie. But he's sitting behind a desk, so he's wearing shorts. <laughs> have you? Do you do that kind of thing? I don't because we. we oh, move you do a lot of stand-ups. Yeah, yeah. So we, I have done that in the past, but not here. It's not a, not allowed. I'm not wearing pants now, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not pretty. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's talk about share. But before yeah. we do, let's get a little reminder of what that share concert was like with the great music. Having sold more than 100 million records worldwide. The iconic Cher returns. 
Here We Go Again Tour 2019. Performing hits spanning her entire career. Nationwide Arena, February 10th. Featuring special guests, Nile Rogers and Sheik. So that was Cher. And Mark, you were there. What were your thoughts on Cher? It was sure-rific. Sure-rific. <laughs> I had a sure good time. You know, it, 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 is a, it was a really fun night. Yes. Uh, one, of the, one of the things, let me, let me just take it back to the, uh, the opening. One of the things that was uh, surprising to me, what I like, you know, to be surprised at the show is Nile Rodgers, right, was the opening. Mm. Nile Rodgers and Chic, right? Yeah. And if you're not familiar with Nile Rodgers, in the 1980s, he produced everything. I mean, he he did Madonna's Like a Virgin. He was uh, with Duran Duran for the Reflex. Diana Ross. Uh, Diana Ross. Uh, so many, so many artists. David Bowie. We are uh, family. Uh, and so he and you know he performed at Live Aid with Madonna, right? So he's just this this guy who's been kind of behind the scenes of so many songs that have become a, a fabric of of our culture. You know, everything that you know, Daft Punk, Get Lucky. You know, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, he came out on stage, and he and his band just tore it up. I thought it was not only one of the best opening sets that I've seen in a long time, it was one of the best shows. Uh, he just absolutely, I just absolutely loved every minute of that. I don't even usually stick around for uh, after the first couple songs because I'm, you know, we're busy working, but I, uh, I, I ducked under a rope, and I'm like, I'm going to watch some of this show. It was yeah. absolutely fabulous. Loved that. Uh, I mean, the one word that's been used to describe it is... Fabulous. Yes. Fabulous. And backstage, he was fabulous, right? Yeah. He was. Niles just walking around. Nicest guy in the world, he by the way. He was super nice, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, but he's walking around backstage. He walks into the room, and he's a superstar when he walks in. Yep. He's, there's no, no disguising the fact that he just walked into the you room. You can tell. Yeah, an immense talent. And speaking of Daft Punk, Punk, just to go off on a tangent, which I do quite well, uh, <laughs> Pentatonix did a tribute to Daft Punk on... Uh, on YouTube, oh, really? 300 million views. I'll have to check that. I'm not one of those, so I'll have to check that out. <laughs> Just about 100 million views short of what the arena guy does on a regular <laughs> basis. Very close. <laughs> now, Mark, what, are you, what brought you to the Share Show? What, what about that uh, got your interest? I just, you know, um, I feel like it's a, an opportunity came to present yourself, and who knows how many farewell tours she's going to do. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought was this is it. This is my chance, and here I am. And an arena guy, I know, I know you, uh, for a lot of the shows, you talk to fans to hear their, their excitement. Uh, let's take a minute here and uh, hear what, uh, what the fans have to say about, the, about Cher. Hey, Gary, the arena guy here at Nationwide Arena, where the fans are so enthusiastic for tonight's Cher concert. So obviously you guys are very excited. Why are you so excited to see Cher tonight? So Cher is an icon, right? She's not only an icon for music, but she's an icon of feminine strength. Right, which which we definitely try to embody. Just growing up, listening to her. I'm a gypsy tramp and thief, so I love it. Well, in part that she grew up with us. She was the idol that we looked up to. She went through things before anybody else went through, divorces, raising a child, struggling with different issues, and just being a woman who's strong and successful. I remember watching Cher as a little girl, and to know that Cher, my popcorn is in the dressing room with Cher, blows my mind. Oh my gosh. Well, we came here to dance our asses off. I'm not going to lie, Gary. <laughs> and uh, Pam there, Pam's popcorn. <laughs> she, she's she got the best popcorn in Columbus, a little plug for her. And her popcorn ends up in the dressing rooms of most of the stars at Nationwide Arena. And uh, I made sure the you lavender popcorn. You purposefully pop- picked out the popcorn for yeah. Cher. I figured lavender popcorn would be perfect mm. for Cher. 
So the lavender popcorn yep. made it in there, and uh, sometimes it got really great response. Yeah, no, they were they were definitely so excited. So that was fun. The crowd was definitely into it, and, and Mark, you probably noticed too, uh, there's a lot of glitter. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people dressed up from the different eras. Mm-hmm. Um, I arm wrestled one of the uh, girls who, uh, females, I don't know, girls, females, uh, who is actually involved in the weightlifting part of the Arnold, but she was wearing a 70s share sparkly dress and uh, challenged me to an arm wrestling awesome. uh, competition. Uh, there was a, it was on video. There were a couple of ladies in the uh, the front row who were dressed up as Sunny and Cher, which I thought was <laughs> I thought it was it was good to get. She had a little mustache on. It was it was super cute. To, was there a highlight of the show for you? Something anything you really enjoyed? This is so random, but the my favorite be all end all part of the show was, uh, and I say this with love and respect because Cher is an icon, and I yes. feel like I yeah, can sure. say this was story time with Grandma. <laughs> oh when right. She if if you were there, she yeah. just kind of stood on the stage and just talked to the audience for probably five minutes, or maybe more. longer. Uh, that's being yeah. I was gonna say I'm maybe guessing ten. 10. <laughs> and so, and I, I was like, I loved every second. And, and afterwards, um, uh, I'm in my mid 30s, but I'm not old enough to, to have seen the Sunny and Cher show. But I was told that that was like an homage to that because that's what they used to do on that show, and they would yeah. just kind of talk to the audience and tell stories. And my favorite part was that she told a story about turning 40 twice, and we never got back to the main <laughs> of what the story was. And I'm okay with it. I'm a hundred percent okay with it. I loved every single like snippet of info and she dropped all these other famous names and that was probably my favorite part as and far as from the from the concert yeah, yeah and my favorite part of that story is when she you know she was wearing describe her outfit how uh, would you describe is that still in the orange she had the big I think orange she wig was a little revealing wasn't she, yeah. she not, there were no pants much <laughs> yeah. like me today you know <laughs> revealing in a shares kind of way not in yeah maybe Hey, seventy-two years old, uh, well, and, and wearing the giant headdress in the mm-hmm. in the little thing with 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 their almost like from the if you could turn back time video, right? Right. Those kind of pants, so right? when she finished the story, she said she you know put her head down and admitted she was seventy-two years old, and then she walked away as you could see, you know, the backside of her <laughs> outfit. Sure. And and probably more. And she said, "What's your granny doing tonight?" Yes, that's great. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I you just know, thought that is hilarious. I love that part of the show too because you know there's so much of that show. And, and if you're a share fan, I've seen her a few times. Uh, uh, you know, it's a very scripted show. You know, it's a very it's almost like a Vegas style production. But well, that has to be. That's the one part of the show where she just gets to be a hundred percent share. Mm. And speaking of share, are you rocking a share T-shirt today, there, yeah, guy? Here we go. Looking yeah. good. And Mark's drinking out of a share yes, mug. Yes. Which is also yours, though. Mark did not bring that on. Well, <laughs> <laughs> do I get to keep this? <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how you do. We'll okay, decide okay. by the end of the show. You got your Michael Bublé mug. I got my Bublé mug. Yeah. 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 So share was great, and <laughs> there were a lot of film clips mm-hmm. looking back, and it's for good reason. One, it was fun to see all that, and fun to see her actually do a duet. Kind of like Unforgettable, you know, the duet yeah, with Sonny yeah. and uh, him on the, the screen, obviously, and uh, she live. But a lot of uh, the video bits were to give her time to make wardrobe changes. Mm-hmm. And I have to think that 10-minute story, maybe they had some elaborate set they were preparing for or something. No, I don't right, know. Here she's doing that in other cities, too. Yeah, that's just her, That's just share time. Yeah. But uh, that's sto- What'd you say, story time with Granny? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> which I say with love and respect. Yeah, I get that. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, but the movie clips were great because you forget how many movies she's in and, of course, winning the Academy Award and all that good stuff, too. Yeah, uh, for uh, she won the Moonstruck mm-hmm. and then she won the Golden Globe and some other awards for previous movies like Mask and uh, mm-hmm. Silkwood. I Favorite share movie, real quick. Just off the top of your head, go. Uh, probably Mask. Yeah. I think I like Mask. Like Mermaids. Mermaid's that's is a great, great one yes, too. And a, and that's an awesome excellent. soundtrack. I'll yeah. go uh, Burlesque. Burlesque. Right? Burlesque okay. is just, I you mean, know what? It's a fun movie. It's, it's, <laughs> it's you, cheesy, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen that one. 
Oh, Arena so, Guys. You know what we're doing this week. So before we go to another break, because we're going to talk about the Academy Awards, and we have all kinds of suggestions on what we can do to make it more fun and less lengthy and more interesting. Um, let's touch on the Super Bowl. Uh, Adam Levine and Maroon 5 yeah. uh, performed, and... Uh, Mixed reviews. I thought they did exactly what you'd expect from Maroon 5. It, it, they put on a Maroon 5 show, I mean, right? So you hire Maroon 5 to get uh, do the Super Bowl show. That's what they did. I thought it was a very, you know, again, it was Maroon 5, right? So if, if you're a fan, if you want to see Adam Levine do She Will Be Loved during halftime of the Super Bowl, that's what you got, right? Mm-hmm. And and they did a great performance of, of for Maroon 5. Yeah, I right? think so. It, it's, it just... The challenge is they're not Bruno Mars, they're not Beyonce, they're not Lady Gaga. It's just a different, it's a different style of music, and uh, you know which it, it, you know we've seen them, we've had them here at the arenas a few times. Yeah, I want it to touch a, on that in a moment. It's but, a yeah. very great, it's a great live show, but but a Super Bowl halftime show, uh, I can see what some of the the uh, the criticism was, and it's mostly for you know the fact of them just being chosen. Yeah, I'm just wondering, are are they the right band for the core audience for who watches the Super Bowl? Although the Super Bowl does have a wider audience than a normal football yeah. game, but it's, I, I'm just wondering. Did you see it? I did see it, yeah. That's the only part of the Super Bowl I watched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people just watch it for the commercials, yeah, too. I mean, and there's some good ones there. I think they know the core audience is going to tune in, so how do you get those extra eyeballs on yeah. it? And having Adam Levine take off a shirt is apparently the answer. I don't, I don't know if that was necessary. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> it, it got everyone talking. It did. So it, well, it was like the show was ending. He's like, I have to do something, you know, like... And they just took the shirt off, and, and it kind of worked. That's an idea for you for your next newscast. I think this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! We're trying not to get fired. Remember. <laughs> on that note, uh, Travis Scott performed too, oh, yeah, and he right. will be at the shot on the 24th of February coming yeah. up too. And uh, and he was, you know, also great at the Grammys too. Just yeah. a, a, an electric performance there. A lot yeah. Of fun. So. Um, I think with this, this with that, the America has our tastes are what, what we expect is so high at this yeah. point that we need like show me something new, show me a car crash, you know, show right, me something right. that's like I'm not going to see somewhere else, and we didn't get that. No, you're right. Yeah. So yeah. who would make for a great halftime performance? You know, that would be a little different because I feel like Maroon Five was they're fine, they're good, but we we're so like Marcus saying, you know, you're so used to that big thing and the extravaganza. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a it's a tough call because again, who are those who are the superstars that can fill up a stadium? It's a conversation we have all the time when we're looking at you know, b- you know booking shows and and who can you know who is these these giant mass appeal artists and you know look at uh, you know Bucket Country Superfest. It's going to be awesome with with George Strait uh, and Blake Shelton, but maybe they're not bringing the electricity to a you know eight minute Super Bowl hits filled halftime show that that's going to appeal to you know ninety percent of the country. Maybe it's a multi-artist thing. Maybe it's like a tribute no. to Motown or something. Or they've done a tribute or, to Motown. But oh, they it was have? terrible, right? I mean, it was back. Oh. In the, wasn't that the one that uh, uh, they've just been like up with people or one of those? <laughs> oh, up with people. You know, like, remember those used to be like a 1965. You're right. Our expectations have become so yeah. high that what was once okay is now you know oh, it's not it's not the best thing ever. It would be wildly unpopular, I'm sure, but mine is always and always will be Taylor Swift. I think she sells stadium. She sold out the shoe. So yeah. I mean, it for that audience though. Would be an odd choice. It, it, it probably but, would, but it would be. That's the level of artist though you need. Exactly. Though. That's the artist you need. And they would and have to say yes. You're right. And they would that have poor to. girl gets so much hate for whatever she mm-hmm. does. Uh, people just love her or hate her. But uh, it would be. She puts. If you were at the shoe, that girl puts on a show. She yes. does. Yeah. What about like an Elton John? Not to be biased. Has he not I'm, done I'm it a yet? Diehard. Has he not done it yet? I don't think he's done halftime. That would no. be great. That would be. Great. I mean, that would be awesome. on this tour, you know, he sold out in one day here. 
in yeah. November. No, El- and, Elton, uh, and he's and he's great. Elton's great because he embraces working with contemporary artists. Mm-hmm. You know, even on a Snickers commercial, right? He's yeah. he's got he's he's always got that that modern twist, and you can bring in a Miley Cyrus or you know whoever else that he's he's kind of got that can pair with him well. Uh, you know, when he worked with Eminem back when Eminem was super hot. Yeah. So I think I think that would actually be really. He good. just uh, covered a Khalid song. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. So, <laughs> all right, well. I've, let's talk Academy Awards yeah, coming up. Absolutely. Let's do that coming up. They seem to be kind of a mess this year, uh, but we'll talk about that and, and how we think ratings can improve and, and how we're going to make we're gonna make our picks. We're going to go on the record with our picks, all coming up on the Arena Guys Backstage Pass podcast with Gary the Arena Guy and Dave Ruttelberger. The British Invasion is coming. Queen plus Adam Lambert, the Rhapsody Tour. Brian May, Roger Taylor, plus Adam Lambert, performing rock's greatest anthems. Nationwide Arena, August 13th. Get tickets now at LiveNation.com. There's more at QueenOnline.com. Weezer. Pixies. Tour together. March 19th, Schottenstein Center. Weezer. Pixies. With a special guest. Tickets are on sale now at LiveNation.com. Don't miss out. And you can get all of the concert and special event information you need by going to the shotsteincenter.com or nationwidearena.com. And uh, here with Dave Rettelberger and Mark Taylor, NBC4 anchor. And one thing before we get on to the Oscars, one thing I forgot to mention, we we're talking about the Super Bowl. Gladys Knight killed it. Oh, I went back on YouTube and watched it like three or four more times. It was that it was good. One of the best American, uh, uh, one of the best. Uh, performances of that t- song in quite a yeah. quite a while. Well, you know, you always think of Whitney Houston's, and uh, it rivals that, in my opinion. Yeah. It was really good. And and uh, what was the, the duo? Chloe and Hallie, right? They were so good. They did America the Beautiful. And they were awesome. Mm-hmm. They actually opened up for Jay-Z at the stadium, uh, her here at, at, the, at the shoe earlier this year. And, and I'm going to tell you, here... Uh, at the stadium, they were good, but I'm telling you that if they they can get away from, when they have just and they can focus on their music and just let themselves sing, that's that was, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was really good stuff. Well, the Academy Awards are coming up uh, this Sunday, uh, which is Sunday, the 24th of February. Depending on when you listen to this, it's the 24th. And uh, you know what? It's it, the the Oscars have just gotten to be a marathon, and. Uh, like like you said, uh, like four hours long. It's not unusual to go over four hours. The very first, for the first uh, couple of years in the 50s, they were two hours long. And actually one year, I think it was 1957 or eight, uh, Jerry Lewis was the host. They finished 20 minutes early. He had to kill time. <laughs> Wow. Because the network allotted awesome. two hours for the broadcast, and he had to kill 20 minutes. That's like my nightmare. Any broadcaster's nightmare is oh, filling like, massive amounts of time. Yeah. So what, what do you guys think about the length of the broadcast? Uh, Hollywood Reporter did a, a poll. 39% of the people said it needs to be three hours uh, or, or less. And uh, I think it was 20-some percent thought it was fine the way it was. But I think the, pretty much the standard thinking is it's way too long. I think that's a fair statement that someone might say. 
<laughs> you know, in, in this day and age, I, I'm the kind of, I'm the person who, for almost every awards show now, I'm going to say they're all too long, mm-hmm. and I'm going to recording them all. I'm recording them all, and I'm watching it starting at an hour and a half into the show, right? So that I can, if if, if the best cinematographer speech starts going a little bit too long, I just going to go mm-hmm. zap. Yep. You're done. And that, yep. that's how, that definitely helps. So, so make it as long as you need to make it, right? And then I'm going to control it myself because that's, mm-hmm. that's the era that, that we're in now. So the Academy suggested this year, they, they've made a few decisions that have uh, had a lot of backlash. And one was uh, to do four categories during a commercial break. It was hair and makeup, cinematography, and uh, two other ones. And then they would put together like some clips and play it later in the broadcast. And man alive, the whole academy mm-hmm. went bonkers with that idea. Mm-hmm. You know, um, again, it's, it's that question of, are you producing an award show or a TV show? Because if you're really producing an award show to award the best, then, then those people should not be excluded you know, from an actual broadcast. Um, but if you're producing a, a TV show, I'm going to tell you that, that some of those times when you get some of those, some of those smaller categories... That, that it just it's that part of the night where the, where every year the Academy Awards really just drag down. Mm-hmm. Yep, there was a revolt by Spike Lee, Martin Scorsese, and Quentin Tarantino. They both they all wrote a, a an open letter, and Roma director Alfonso Cuarón uh, said, uh, "quote In the history of cinema, masterpieces have existed without sound, without color, without a story, without actors, and without music. No one single film has existed without cinematography and without editing." And so they all feel like they need to have their due and so I wonder if they tried something where they did almost like you know because the, the, there's the red carpet arrival mm-hmm. show right so what if what if you did like a 30 minute pre-show that where you got you did half of these awards that are just you know what just embrace it and just do it and and if, and if my, this is my opinion is you do the awards show and if people tune in, great, that's a bonus. But it, it's not about how many people are watching. I mean, people are like, oh, ratings were down, it was terrible. Only tw- 26 million people watched it last year. That is a huge number in 2018. Mm-hmm. Still a huge drop from pre- previous mm-hmm. years, too. But what a lot of people don't realize is the money they gener- that's generated from the Oscars goes towards all their uh, philanthropic and things. There is the ways does. to find that money in yeah. Hollywood, I yeah. believe. So <laughs> Kevin Hart was originally asked to host mm-hmm. uh, years ago. He made some homophobic comments, and they came, came back to the surface. He was asked, uh, he, I guess he was asked to apologize. He said he already did. He didn't want to do it again, yeah. so now there's no host. And uh, is an Academy Awards without a host a good idea? Maybe it'll go faster. As Maybe. a professional host, yeah. right? You have to, you have to vote no? <laughs> uh, I mean, I would say, because now there's no person who needs to put on like a beginning, middle, and end where right. they have a, a monologue here and a monologue here and they try and make people laugh, which is entertaining. Yeah. But now if taking that out, maybe it'll make it shorter. Deliver pizzas. And yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so often it becomes, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg and Billy Crystal had some two of the longest Oscars ever because they did so many bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I believe it. You know, and, and Billy was great, right? I mean, you know, when it used to be, it was such an honor, whether it was, you know, it was, it was Billy Crystal or, or Johnny Carson, you know, to host. Uh, uh, but it has gotten, it just got to be way too long, and everybody felt like they had to do 20 minutes. A nice, tight, two, three minute monologue, nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. right? Of tighten it up, have it be, you know, have, I, I saw people tossing around like Dwayne the Rock Johnson hosting, right? And, and come out and do a, do a little, you know, three, three, four minute set, and then get, get right into the show. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that would be great. But uh, I'm curious to see how it does without a host. What do you think, Eric? Uh, someone suggested, I, I don't know, it could flow. You just need interesting people to introduce yeah, right. the bits. Uh, they also talked about uh, cutting out uh, the songs 
and five songs being nominated. They decided this year they were going to do only two of the five. And everybody got mad about that, too, So right? the other three nominees got really uptight about it. So now they're back to all five. And uh, the tradition, it used to be that the nominated artist would could not perform the song on the Oscars. So I remember, I remember it that. went that was weird. against all odds with Phil Collins was nominated. And Phil Collins wanted to perform it so badly, but some Broadway actress... Uh, did it, which was so weird. Mm -hmm. And then they brought that back where, where the actual performers did it. And this year, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga will perform for the first time ever live outside of, you know, they outside did it for the, the movie, Vegas, but yeah, they've right, never yeah. done it elsewhere. So that'll be pretty cool. But uh, Bette Midler is coming in to do the Mary Poppins Returns song instead of Emily Blunt. Mm. And I'm not sure okay. why that is. But uh, So that'll be interesting. And there was a tradition in the past, too, where the winner of the Best Actor actress, supporting actor, and supporting actress, the winners would uh, present that same award the following year. And they decide, the Academy decided there wasn't enough star power. <laughs> so oh. they said they were not going to invite them. Right. Oh, Who, wow. somebody, uh, Another uh, somebody, backlash. Somebody got upset about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Francis McDormand and uh, Allison Janney. Allison Janney, yes. And uh, uh, Gary Oldman and Sam Rockwell all won. And they're not they're talented people, obviously, but not household names. So now they brought them back, but they might be teaming them up instead of doing it individually. So they're trying now to incorporate Everything a lot they, of... Every change they announced, there was public backlash, mm -hmm. and then they went back on it, right? I mean, so I think the lesson here is just don't announce what you're going to change and just do it. Yeah. And then deal with it the next year. The next, you know, biggest apologize. one, and I thought it was Monday the morning. dumbest one, was the category Best uh, Popular mm -hmm. Movie, or Picture, they call it. Uh, so it allow like the Avengers and Black Panther and those movies to be nominated, the blockbusters because they never get nominated, and you know then it turns into like the People's Choice Awards. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's supposed to be about the best quality wise, not necessarily the best at the box office. I think that's why there's sometimes a disconnection between the Oscars and those because the average American, and this is my yeah, humble sure. opinion, yeah. those are the movies they go to see. Those are the kid with my sisters and their millions of kids. That's what they go yeah, to see. Right. They don't see any of these movies. I know. And so that maybe was their way to say oh, we realize that no one sees a lot of these movies, yeah. so now we're going to start being more mainstream. Yeah. But what right? really, I, and you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right about that, and I, but I think what needs to be done is a, is a correction of the entire view of what is a best picture. You know, what, what is a best picture? When you look back at you know, some of the nominees over the past you know, few years, you know, you, know, you kind of go, you know what, I, La La Land was a better movie than Moonlighting, right? And that Moonlighting was it? What uh, uh, Moonlighting? That was David. <laughs> that was Bruce Willis. Yeah. Uh, Moonlight. Moonlight. See, mm -hmm. I don't even remember the name of it, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, when I, you look back at it, I, I, I just feel like everybody has to feel like their vote has got to be for the most important film of the mm -hmm. year instead of best picture. And I just think instead of a best most popular category, most important is the one that they should do, and that can go to because you know what the best movie <laughs> I saw the theater was this year? It was Mission Impossible uh, with Fallout, right? <laughs> it was spectacular. The stunts were amazing. The story was great. Tom Cruise, I mean, he's like the Tom Brady of cinema, right? He's an old guy you got you to root for and get behind. I didn't have a better time at the movies and anything than Mission Impossible 17, whatever it was, right? Follow. It was a great, and it wasn't just a fun movie. It was a great movie, but it'll never be recognized, right? No. It'll never be recognized. And so I'm not saying that that is, you know, needs to replace Roma or whatever your, whatever the choice is, right? But uh, I think uh, I, I think Academy voters would be better off to vote more often with their their hearts than their heads. Well, mm -hmm. if they you know, 
They did it because they want ratings. They want to bring in right. people who but have I seen actually, these movies. But right, right. I still think it needs to be about quality. Leave it to the Golden Globes and the 40 people vote on that and, and the, the People's Choice Awards for I'm telling you, it's a great movie. Because, <laughs> you know, the favorite would never win a People's Choice Award. Mm, no, no, for but, sure not. Um, uh, I had one other thing I was going to mention, but go ahead. Well, it was just, you know, it, it's just, it'll be very interesting to see uh, uh, what happens there with, the, with, with, you know, with the categories and, and the evolution of the Oscars, you know, as they added in more movies to the Best, best Picture nominees. It's been, it's been an interesting uh, run of events. Yeah, part of the problem to me is they allow movies to be eligible that nobody's seen. It has to play in New York or L.A. at least mm -hmm. once or something, yeah. and they do that to make the deadline, and so movies are getting nominated that has not had a mass release yet, and a lot of uh, filmmakers are worried that if their movie comes out in January or after the deadline, like in, in May or something, forgotten. it will be forgotten and not nominated, so they, they get these last-minute movies, and Black Klansman and The Favorite wasn't even out when they were... And announced. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so then, no wonder no one watches because nobody's seen them. Yeah, right. And it's it's because it's a strategy to help get some press for those those smaller films, uh, which I don't blame Hollywood for playing that game. It's a it's a it's a weird game, but but I do like they moved it up. It used to be what in March or whenever mm -hmm. it was. It was yeah. it was in late, uh, and they moved it up a few weeks. And so so a little side note: the Emmy Awards are just as. Boring. <laughs> Lengthy. Lengthy. Are you yeah. talking about the local Emmys? No, no, no. Because I'm talking to an Emmy Award winner? No. Oh, okay. Oh, Snub. Wow. I have won an AP Snubbed. Award. Not at all as prestigious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, AP. <laughs> um, no, but the Emmys now with uh, the, uh, the, the categories, it, it's so watered down and diluted now that... The winners of shows you've never heard of before. There's so many platforms. Yeah, the best streaming show that aired between three and five episodes in the month of February goes to. Yeah. yeah. And so you're watching, no network TVs get nominated. Every once in a while, like This Is Us, Us or an actor from Will and Grace in the comedy category, and that's about it. You used to know every show. Mm -hmm. used to, yeah. you know, growing up, I knew every show that was nominated. But now it's, it's such a splintered audience, it's hard to, hard to track all those things. And I think it's, it's a similar problem to the, what the Oscars are facing. And there's no way you can see everything because you can't get every platform. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like with the, the Emmys, just a little side note here, is that maybe there's a category for network, a broadcast network, you know, so it could involve... You're back in the popular picture, though. No, no, no. Well, oh, they get a special and then, exemption? And then streaming <laughs> or something, just because I don't have Amazon Prime yeah, sure. or... Mm -hmm. or what Hulu? I don't have Hulu. <laughs> the Hulu, or yeah, no, I don't the, have the, the, Hulu. the Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> I've got right. the email though. It's, <laughs> but it's 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 uh no, it is it's definitely tough. It's I can't even imagine being a television critic today and having to really keep up with everything that's going on and all that mm -hmm. fun stuff. But but the big thing we want to talk about, right? We've kind of been teasing this is is who's going to win the Oscar in yeah. the uh, uh, acting categories, Best Picture. Uh, we are going to make our picks. Hold us to these. Uh, <laughs> it's coming up coming up next on the Arena Guys Backstage Pass podcast with Gary the Arena Guy. And and Dave Rettelberger. I'm a little bit holy water. Dirk Bentley. Burning man. burning man Tour 2019. Friday, March 29th. Nationwide Arena. And he's bringing along special guests. John Party. Tennille Towns. And Hot Country Nights. Dirk Bentley. Live in concert. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com. New Kids on the Block, live, the Mixtape Tour. An incredible night of your mixtape favorites with salt and Peppa, Tiffany, 
Debbie Gibson. And Naughty by Nature. Saturday, June 22nd, Schottenstein Center. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com and NKOTB.com. New kids on the block. Everybody, Garth Brooks here for everything backstage or any kind of private stuff with any of the arenas here in Columbus. Gary, the arena guy, right here. He's got it. All right. Thank you, Garth. One of the best shows we've ever done. Oh, man. So so good. What a great run of shows. Yeah. Uh, as we talked, a lot of great shows coming up. You can get all the info on all our shows uh, at uh, schottensteincenter.com or nationwidearena.com. Uh, and we're here. We, uh, we should reintroduce our special guest, remind folks who's, uh, who's here with us today before we uh, put him on the record with his Oscar picks. <laughs> and we'll hold him to it, too, and you and me also. Yes. When is he getting here? <laughs> Mark Taylor, NBC4 anchor, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and whenever needed. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And you're a big movie buff. I am a big movie buff. How'd yeah. that happen? Yes. What, what, is, <laughs> that, is, that, know, is that a mom or dad? It is not a mom or dad thing. I uh, they never see movies. They don't watch TV. Very weird. But when I was a kid, there was a dollar theater like walking distance from my house. And when I was like, whenever you're old enough to allowed to leave your house alone, like ten maybe for yeah, a sure. boy. Right, yeah, back then. I would go on Tuesdays because it was <laughs> seventy five cents to see a movie. Nice. And I would go every Tuesday. And it was like six months after the movies had been out. But, but you'd go see whatever was I would there. See, yeah, and that kind of just evolved into like to this day, I'll probably go about once a week. Wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah me so too. It's I just love, you know. I also have odd tastes, though, so these are going to be unpopular choices. Good to know. <laughs> that's all right. No, that's so what I makes, have, it, that makes it fun. I have my winner, and so then you, I have the winner I think is actually going to win. Okay. That's actually a good way to <laughs> yeah, do it. We great. should do that yeah. because <laughs> some of mine don't uh, – Match up to probably who's I went going to, an, to win. I went to an Oscar party not too long ago, and they had uh, my friend is also a huge fan, and he had printed out forms and who you want to win again, and the person at the end with the most right ones. Yeah, and I lost horribly because I scratched out ones and wrote who I wanted to win on the offhand chance that they might, <laughs> even though they weren't even nominated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Well, uh, I make it my personal mission to try to see the nominated movies, and the major categories, the best actor, actress, mm -hmm. supporting, yeah, and sure. the supporting roles, and best director, and the best movie. So I did fairly well this year. I just saw The Favorite yesterday oh, because you know I knew we were doing this. I've been trying to get my wife to go to that, and she keeps telling me that, I don't know. So what was, what was your thought? Was my, it your favorite? It was <laughs> not. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> I didn't quite get it. Sometimes I'm once fry short of a Happy Meal anyway. I'm not yeah. the smartest guy in the world. But, I mean, the Academy loves these period pieces. Mm -hmm. And my favorite part of the favorite was one of the trailers was for the uh, upcoming Elton John biopic, oh, uh, Rocket Man. Enough. <laughs> Enough. And to the closing credits, his uh, harpsichord, which is yeah. fitting for the period music, harpsichord version of a song called Skyline Pigeon. Yeah. Was, it, was, was it over the favorite? Yeah. That's so funny. that was, that was kind of good. The movie was okay. I mean, it was, there were some funny parts. Emma Stone, the actresses... Uh, uh, all three actresses uh, were nominated a, were really good. So many, so many good movies this year that, uh, that definitely a few got snubbed. And, and Mark, you were saying you had a, a couple of snubs that things that you thought were left out. Just a handful, and they're kind of weird. Just me being who they yeah, are. Yeah, sure. No, um, uh, Tony Collette and Hereditary. Did I you guys see that? that? Oh my god! I just, I just watched that like a couple weeks ago. It was such a weird movie, and she was so good in it. And she's in, in so many good uh, pictures. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And I just don't know if she's found. Her. I wondered, what, did you see it in a the theater? Because I wondered, there, there's some points the performance is so, like, 
out there that you're just like, I wonder if the audiences laugh because mm -hmm. like it, like her, some of her grieving was so crazy, mm -hmm. but it was so well done. <laughs> uh, ooh, that's a good movie. Yes, and absolutely. It, it was marketed so like, I know it's not on here at all, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> it was marketed as like this spooky yes. type, you know, but it wasn't that at all. You know, it was more about yeah. like family archetypes. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, mother's love for her children, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then on top of that was like spooky stuff i'm not gonna give away too much but i think that her she was really good it's a in twisted that. flick but i always, yeah, i, I really enjoyed good. that was it, it it probably wasn't anything like last year's get out um i would put it in the same realm you? But yeah it's because not, it's more of a psychological horror film yeah. and maybe in that in that kind that of nominated for best yeah. picture too yeah right yeah. yeah sure did and then the only one that i had is um mary queen of scots saoirse ronan and margot robbie they didn't get anything and it might be because they were so big last year yeah, with Lady were. Bird and yeah. uh, I, I, Tanya, so maybe they were. They don't that did look like a good movie. I haven't seen that yet. Both yeah. those movies were good. Yeah. Again, period piece. Why yeah. wasn't right? I yeah. Don't know. yeah, that's Oscar. For that's sure. Oscar. But piece. they were like, those are last year's, you know, women. We need new. <laughs> I mean, what are they? What are they thought? I don't right, know. Right. Yeah. So certainly, uh, the common thinking is Bradley Cooper got snubbed mm -hmm. for in the director category. Yeah. Even though he surprisingly got uh, nominated in the best actor category, whereas in some of the other uh, award shows, he wasn't nominated there. No, and I really liked his direction for that. Actually, his direction was one of my favorite things about that movie, uh, yeah. oddly enough. So. And I feel like the the hottest actor in the that, that, that will do something in the future is Lucas Hedges. I think he, he's just incredible. He was in two great movies this year, uh, Boy Erased, which was a phenomenal movie, and uh, uh, Ben is Back. And they both came out, and he could have been nominated for both. Mm -hmm. He is such a great young actor, and he's going to turn into something more. He was nominated last year. He should have. I'm telling you, he should have been nominated for both of those uh, this year. I did, did not. I'll have to check it out. I've not seen either one of those. I was going to say. I thought that, is that would that be for this year's? Because I feel like I just saw that recently. So would it be? Did oh, it fall under which one? Ben is back or Boy, Boy Raised? Well, that could be a good. question. Yeah, right. One of those things. Maybe because also snubbed then was Nicole Kidman. As his yes, mom, Ian, like she carried that movie. She did. Yeah. I mean, I thought Lucas Hedges was phenomenal, yeah. and Nicole Kidman was too. Mm, really like, good. To uh, me, I was maybe it was after the deadline because I was actually surprised it wasn't nominated mm -hmm. for best movie. Uh, and now they've got a thing where, uh, again, to get more people to watch the Oscars and have more of the movies that people have seen get nominated, uh, they can nominate up to 10 Best Picture nominees. Right, which is... Uh, and, and up to 10. I think they did eight this it year. It used to always be five, five for so long, right? And then they increased it, thinking that maybe some of the blockbusters would get in there, but it no. didn't happen. It came into more uh, three billboards and yeah. some of the smaller movies. But there, there which were, they're the there good were, movies, because I, I like the There were a few that might not have yeah. made it before when yeah. you're talking about, a, when you're talking yeah. about a, a, a Bohemian Rhapsody kind of thing. Yeah. Or, so should we go into our predictions? I think so, sure. yes. Let's go on the record. Here we go. These are the official uh, uh, picks <laughs> that we're going to make uh, for the 91st annual Academy And maybe Awards. we'll have to have, uh, we'll call Mark during the next podcast and uh, we'll, Call him uh, out on everything he got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> which will probably be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, best supporting actor. Do you want to run down them or uh, you run down who, who's nominated? Uh, sure, I'm gonna let Mark do it because he's been rehearsing uh, <laughs> the names uh, for so long, uh, especially this first one here. So, our nominees are uh, Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott, A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Sam Rockwell for Vice. So, what are your thoughts about some of these? I, I, I thought uh, uh, Mahershala was fantastic. Did you mm -hmm. see Green Book? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Did you not like that movie? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I just I enjoyed did. it. Well, I you seem lukewarm. Again, I I have very <laughs> specific <laughs> tastes. Okay. I don't like being made to feel. If that oh, makes sense. Yeah, it, oh yeah. Do you think it made you feel? It did make. Because I don't think it did. It was it was a great movie with a great message, and I love that it's based on a true. Yeah. And you know events, but I just for that type of movie, I knew what I was get walking into. You did, and, I, and me as myself, I felt like okay, mm. this is what's happening, and I'm on board. Yeah. I'm in the car too. Yeah, I, I'm with it. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I love about I guess anything a film, a TV show, a movie. Uh, oh, well, that's a film. Uh, a music is what I meant to say. <laughs> is that if it makes you feel? Mm-hmm. To me, is that that's how I measure it. And it can make you feel happy. It can make mm-hmm. you feel like you want to cry or feel moved or something. I but felt moved by Mission Impossible Seventeen. <laughs> yeah, nobody else did. Apparently, have yeah. you seen Wreck It Ralph too? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Feel. Oh, it was. That was great. Right. Where's the nomination there? Uh, so I think uh, Mahershala is definitely the favorite uh, mm-hmm. uh, there to win. Uh, that said, and it's a sentimental favorite. My pick is going to go to Sam Elliott. I, I feel like Sam mm-hmm. Elliott really? uh, as Sam Elliott. By the way, I'm very clearly that he's playing Sam Elliott as he has in every other movie that he's, he's been in. Playing himself, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I, and again, is it a performance that was designed to make you feel something? Absolutely. But it was that that there's a moment, there's just a moment in that movie where he just turns around in a car, right? And he just turns around as he's back out of car. I'm not giving away any more than that. But mm-hmm. but that one moment yeah. was what it, was was it for me? Just again. That the scene before it, I don't really care for that part of the story. I don't care for, but his the way he carried himself in that moment is why he gets my gets my vote. Mark, how about you? Uh, I have again. I have my my winner, yes. sure. and then I have who I think is really going to okay. win. Um, my my winner is Marshall Ali for Green Book. Yep. Uh, I think that it's going to be Adam Driver for Black. Oh, Man's really? Yeah, Do you really? That's my guess. You yeah. think he, that's who you think I is just, going to win? I just think with with the the choices that they make in the past and then who the most popular, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just my feet, okay. my gut feeling. All right. Well, I'm choosing both who I want to win and who I think will win will be Mahershala Ali. I was so, I felt so much <laughs> <laughs> from that movie. I loved Green Book and mm. I thought, tell me what you think about this too. How, how is Viggo Mortensen the supporting actor. I felt like he was equally yeah. the star. I mean, they, maybe it's titles. They just have to put yeah. someone here. Well, I think yeah. uh, neither one of them would win if they were both in the same category. So it might be a, like a political thing, yeah. a strategic thing to put one in one category and one in the other. But mm-hmm. uh, Mahershala was fantastic mm-hmm. playing the real life uh, jazz think, musician. I do, I do think he will win. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but but we talk about canceling each other out. That's an exact issue we're looking at when we see the uh, uh, best supporting actress. Uh, Mark, well, you did so well last time. You did, you did the, honors. <laughs> the nominees are. It's because you see a name or two <clears throat> that scare you. Yeah, that's right. why. Only one, and I might. I think I'll get it right. Okay. Well, best supporting actress. Our nominees are Amy Adams <laughs> for Vice, Marina de Tavira for Roma, Regina King if Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone the favorite with a U, Rachel Wise <laughs> again the favorite with a U. Yes. What do we think? Uh, I will say that I, th- I think uh, Regina King is going to win for If Beale Street Could Talk. Okay. Uh, I just feel like uh, uh, Regina's got a lot of nice uh, buzz around that movie. But, but I loved Amy Adams' performance in Vice. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought uh, in a year where she has had, uh, and, and some times where she's had some very questionable choices that she's made, her uh, performance in that was excellent. Mm-hmm. I liked Regina King in If Beale Street Could Talk. She was really great. I liked Emma Stone, too. She was yeah. really good. Yeah, I was um, with Emma. I'd be happy if either one of them won. I think Marina is going to win. Roma's going to... Uh, you think it'll be a big night for Roma? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roma and The Favorite both were nominated for 10 awards total. And uh, she's won a few of the other awards. So I'm kind of thinking momentum is in her favor. 
Uh, and then for me, I uh, I have Amy Adams just because I love her and I I can't. I think it, that movie was so good and she was so yeah. good. Was in it, it good? It was. It was unpopular, obviously, yeah. because of you know the context. If you're political, but um, she's just so good in everything she does. If there was going to be an upset, I was guessing Rachel Weisz or Emma Stone, and one of them in the favorite, because yeah. that movie has a lot of momentum behind it for sure. The Golden Globes and and so that Period was period piece. Yeah, yeah right. I would I was going to say Regina King as well for if Beale Street could talk, but I also know that she just won at the Golden Globes. Yeah. So not that those are sometimes that does that yeah, does impact though. Yeah. yeah so sure. I don't know. Uh, well, the Golden Globes, you know, there's only like 90 people who vote that on whole, the whole thing. Whole, it's, whole, that's whole one of the things that just irks me. It's like just the 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 very small number. Mm. It's not even a good sized sample uh, of <laughs> of the foreign press mm. votes for those, and it's it's really fun. And then they they serve alcohol at the award ceremony to make sure the stars show up. That's how, it looks <laughs> so. more fun that way, right? All right, best actor. Best actor and the nominees uh, are. Uh, the nominees are Christian Bale for Vice, <laughs> Bradley Cooper, A Star Is Born, William Defoe at Eternity's Gate, Remy Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, Viggo Mortensen, Green Book. You know, again, uh, you know, uh, Viggo could be uh, a, a winner here. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, Remy Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody is, is probably probably who I'm, I'm going to make that my pick as as will win, but should win Christian Bale and Vice. I'm telling you that was that was the that was the best uh, actor of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean his he not only not only the prosthetics right, but his performance, the way he inhabited that role. That there were only a few moments uh, where you caught him doing the Batman voice, right? But it was, <laughs> <laughs> but, it was but Christian Bale, I got to go yeah. Vice. Arena guy, how about you? Well, I really want Rami Malek to win. You know, I've got lots of problems with Bohemian Rhapsody. I love the movie. I don't love the historical inaccuracies sure, yeah, right. with it. But uh, Remy Malek just killed it. It in was that a movie. great performance. And, it was uh, Christian Bale was great too. I loved the movie Vice. Um, I did not fact check. You know, I went back to Bohemian Rhapsody and checked on some <laughs> yeah. things and found out how much was wrong with the accuracy of that. But I didn't really do that on Vice. But it was such a good movie. And Christian Bale was pretty awesome, and he yeah. gained weight and to everything. Mm-hmm. He really became a, a real like method actor in the true sense. Um, Willem, Willem Dafoe has won a few awards uh, during award season. Bradley Cooper's probably not going to win. Uh, Vigo, who I actually met uh, not too long ago, super, super nice guy. I'd kind of like him to win just because he was so nice to me. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go, I want Rami Malek to win, but I'm going to predict Christian Bale. All right. Good stuff. Uh, and I hate to be the same as everyone else, but I'm going to do the exact, exact same. <laughs> I want it to be Remy Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, but I think it's going to be Christian Bale for, for Vice. Okay. Just because I, I loved that movie. And, yeah. and I knew walking into that that it was going to be one of those movies that yeah. made you feel, yeah. but I was okay with it. Yeah. Right. I loved it. <laughs> uh, best actress, uh, Arena Guy. Why don't oh, you do this one geez. just for fun? Put on the glasses. Uh, <laughs> the nominees for best actress are Yalitza Aparicio. How'd I do? That's how you nailed it. From yeah. Roma, uh, asking uh, uh, Arena Guy intern, Oliver. <laughs> Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? I mean, I thought, uh, you know what, I have to admit, I haven't seen Roma, but uh, and I haven't seen The Wife. So I guess I've seen three of the four, and uh, gosh, they're all great. Glenn Close is winning um, all the awards. I think yep. outside of Best Picture, this is going to be the most this controversial. This is the most open one, I right? think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, Mark, why don't you go on? We'll get, let you get first dri- oh, dibs on man. this one. Uh, uh, should win, will win. <laughs> I have so many conflicting <laughs> emotions about this. Yeah. Um, I want Melissa McCarthy to win for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Wasn't okay. she good? It, that Because she uh, she plays 
the same character all the time yeah. in all her movies yeah. and like with different hair. You know what I mean? But the same. <laughs> this was something that was completely different for her. I mean, she was an actress, yes. just not a buffoon. Yeah. And and, yeah. and and I've known that she, you know, we know she can do that. She's done all sorts of yeah. other things. But what she's most known for is for being kind of a silly right. friend. Funny she's friend. good at it, but. But that movie was, you know, it was kind of under the radar and it was so good and she was so good in it. Uh, I want it to be her. I think the winner is going to be Lady Gaga for Stars. You do, really? Okay. I don't necessarily. I don't. Not that I don't want her to win. I love Lady Gaga, yeah. but she was just kind of playing a version of herself. And is that Oscar worthy? Yeah. You right. know what I mean? She has a great voice. She's a great performer. But we already knew that. So I mean, like, yeah. whereas you drawing on eyebrows, you know, a little badly, isn't is that Oscar worthy <laughs> performance? I mean, she did have some acting chops in the movie, but I'm not saying it was bad. A lot of no, no, no. I, I'm not taking it that way either, but. You're right. The live performance stuff. She was Lady Gaga. Exactly, and as and incredible as Lady Gaga is. And maybe she. And I, um, then that's why she's my pick for the vote. Yeah. Who will probably win? Because she got snubbed everywhere else. You know? Yeah, but you know, and and I think that she'll get the award through the through this through the song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm with I'm 100 percent with you though. Her perform and we and Arena Guy. We've talked about this before. A lot. She was she was great in the movie. And the scene where where she's her first emergence on the stage is just a, a, one of those great movie scenes, but actress wise, uh, you know she's it's, you know it's, it's obviously a, one of her first movies, you know one of her first performances. So give her, give her some time there. I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, give it to Glenn Close for the uh, the okay. wife in this one. I didn't okay. see it, but I've seen enough of it. <laughs> I've seen enough of it that <laughs> I feel like clips. that that's the winner. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. who do you want to win? Uh, boy, I I. I'd probably go to Melissa McCarthy, but I feel like it's such a long shot because she did that terrible movie with the puppets this year. Yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's an Oscar thing where your your bad performance in another movie will count against you yeah. in that way. Um, that it was just it was such a one of the worst movies of the year. <laughs> so I feel like that's going to go against her. But but I would love to see her win because I think I think she is uh, an American treasure. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not see the wife. I mean, it was wasn't really in Columbus for more than two mm. minutes, just like Roma. Um, uh, Olivia Coleman just saw it yesterday. She was fantastic in the favorite. I mean, the acting performances are great. Lady Gaga. They have been recruiting younger um, Academy members, so that might give her more of a shot because mm-hmm. it was an older demographic as part of the membership. Melissa, Mar- Melissa McCarthy was fantastic. I'm going to predict Glenn Close. I'd kind of like to see Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although she snubbed me once. I saw her once, and she just kept on walking. Aww. So I'm trying to get over that. <laughs> you know, I've got this thing about celebrities. If they're nice to me, I'm huge fans. If they're not, then it kind of hurts my fandom. Kind of bugs you. <laughs> That's why I did not want to meet Elton John the first time. Right, because you were afraid because it was I was afraid it would ruin, ruin my fandom. That's like following your celebrities like on social media. I know. And then, like they say dumb things, and you're like, oh, like, oh uh, no. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, and I'm done. I do have to say it took me like two months to see A Star is Born because I didn't want to see it because everyone was like, it's so great. It'll right, change yeah. your life. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I had one friend, I had one friend who saw it and he was like, A Star is Born, <laughs> A Star is Bored. <laughs> nah, nah. And I was like, okay, now I'll see it. It, it does it. happen though. If you don't, if you don't catch something at the right time, the the public perception of it can really cloud uh, mm-hmm. the whole thing. So, yeah. speaking of that, let's let's wrap this up uh, with with the big one, uh, uh, best picture. Uh, mark one more time, the nominees are nominees are Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, <laughs> Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. 
All right, I'll, I'll jump in first here on this one. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, some again, I, I do think there. This is less determined than it's been in previous years, mm-hmm. where you definitely had a a, a clear favorite. Uh, I do think that Roma will win. Uh, I, I was talking to Mark uh, uh, before uh, the podcast started that I feel like my viewing of that experience of that was hurt because it was a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't hold up well in the in twenty. It, maybe if I saw it in a theater, I would be different. Well, that can can I just interject? Yeah, sure. It was released on Netflix, which is where you watch TV shows. Why was it not nominated for an Emmy for Best Made for TV Movie? Yeah. Why is it nominated for an Oscar? Because they snuck it into some theaters. They, they put it in a few theaters, but it's a Netflix television. But it is a movie. There are lots of movies that are on TV, but yes. they're not eligible for Oscars. Yeah. So is it, but what is a movie in this 2019? This confuses me. <laughs> right? What is a movie, though? And that's the whole thing of what is a... Is well, made-for-TV mo- movies are not eligible. But it some, used, somehow but see, Roma became eligible. TV we're arguing here. We're having our first fight. <laughs> made-for-TV movies were a whole different animal 20 years ago, right? I mean, they were, they were terrible movies, yeah, right? Yeah. For the most part. The day after or whatever it was. I don't know. The Hallmark Channel had a few good ones. Oh, oh like they Melissa do. Joan they Hara. make you cry. <laughs> they did. She makes it like three a year. They make me feel it, so I don't like them as much. You and I just had our first fight. It was not a fight. That was a spirited debate. It was. Uh, and debate I think me it's on an this. Emmy. I, I, I don't think it's nominated. It should I be nominated for an Oscar. I thought it was all right. It was. It was. It was designed to make me <laughs> that, feel, and I was bitter about the whole. Roma thing. to me is last year's. Um, what was it? Uh, the Body of Water. Or the oh Roma? yeah, Shape, of, Shape water. of Water. Shape of Water. Yeah. Where no one had seen it, but it won like all these awards, yeah. and I was like, I don't what. Where did this movie come from, and what? And like, I finally caught that away from the hype. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, there's some weird stuff in that yeah. movie. Is that how you uh, get Oscars now? Is it be was, weird? I, it was oh, not no. for me. It was well, not for me. Maybe you'd be a little edgy. I so. liked it. I liked it, but I didn't think it was the best movie of, of last year. Okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, I think Roma will win. Uh, I would like to see Vice win. I actually thought Vice was a movie. I walked to the movie theater feeling something right, but I felt sick. Mm. Is what I felt, uh, um, <laughs> but not in a in a way that you know. Again, a movie stuck with me. So uh, uh, if I can't vote for Mission Impossible 17, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going Vice. Is it really number 17? No, I think it's. I think oh. it's seven though, right? I or something like that. Or Six or, or seven. Yeah. yeah. Arena guy. All right. Uh, Black Klansman, I haven't seen. Nominated for six awards. Spike Lee's first nomination. So that's uh, significant. Yeah. It's not going to win. Black Panther, nominated. It's not going to win either. Seven nominations, but... It was know. a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed Black Panther. It's a fun movie. But I, to me, it's, it's, it's just another chapter in the Marvel Universe. I don't know if it really stood out to me as a best picture. I loved Bohemian Rhapsody, as we talked about, as a movie, as a historical uh, uh, document of the history of Queen. It was horrible. But as a movie, <laughs> I will want to see it again. Well, I look forward to seeing it again. Because as a movie, it made me go, want to go home and, and listen to Queen music. And I'm not a huge Queen fan, except after that movie, I wanted to hear the I music. need to go research what are these inaccuracies. Yeah. Is What's it that, that none of them oh. aged ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, listen to our last podcast because we yeah. have an extended oh, okay. segment about it. All out of sequence <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. Okay. Uh, the favorite, uh, 10 nominations. Green Book, ten, uh, uh, five nominations. This is my pick for best picture, my personal pick. I I want that movie to win so badly, but it's not going to. Green Book? Yeah. Okay. It, I, I just left. Maybe it's because, you know, sometimes, like you were talking about A Star is Born, you hear so much hype about movies that expectations are so high. Mm-hmm. I had not really heard too much about it. I didn't know what Green Book was. I do now. I think it's an amazing part of, of a sad part, really, of our history. But... Um, I left just, I was totally mesmerized with both performances and the unlikely friendship that came out of that. Um, a Star is Born, eight nominations, Vice. Uh, a Star is Born was good. I didn't need to see Bradley Cooper uh, uh, have a bathroom accident on, a, on stage. Um, <laughs> Vice was amazing, the acting. I mean, yeah. it's a really good movie. 
somehow it landed in the comedy categories with some other awards, yeah. which it was not. That was weird. Agreed? That's very weird. Yeah. And uh, Roma is just getting all the buzz. So I'm going to predict Roma, even though it's a made-for-TV movie, <laughs> is going to win <laughs> for best movie. And, and hopefully it'll have an asterisk like all the steroid baseball players. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, next to it, saying it, it should be the winner for an Emmy. But I predict Roma, but I really want Green Book. All right. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm all over the place here because it, it's, no, it's an open game, I think. But yeah. if, uh, if, if I'm allowed to pick all the winners, if Rami Malek does not win for Best Actor, then I would like Bohemian Rhapsody to win for Best okay. Picture. All right. Uh, in <laughs> some way, I need that movie to be acclimated in some way. I, you like the movie? Yes. I, I remember it. seeing a Facebook post and you asked people their thoughts. Yeah, I, I loved the movie. I thought it was, I thought it was, yeah. it was a and great And it time. was the I knew like three Queen songs before that, yeah. and then I went home and downloaded like all of them. I know. Yeah. So it made you do that. Yeah. It made you watch that. Yeah. was probably their, part of their plan, but mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> and we're doing Queen coming up this summer. Yes, yeah. right. Queen. And it's kind of, I'm really looking forward to that show. Yeah. That'll be fun. They're coming here? Yeah. Uh, Nationwide Arena. With Adam Lambert? Adam Lambert. Yeah. Okay. Can you get me tickets? Yeah, we'll, we'll I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> Again, let's see how the rest of the show wraps up. All right. Um, my, so the, the Bohemian Rhapsody, I I think that it might be Black Klansman because it hasn't. It's kind of like the odd front runner. Yeah, sure. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it hasn't not really getting a lot of speak here. Um, but that's my guess. I do think at the end of the day, it's going to be Roma, though. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So we all have the same pick on Best Picture. All right. right well, but, that was I, but it could go a couple different directions. I really, I think you're yeah. right about that. I think Roma's got it. It just, it's just it's, all the moment. I think we should just send them this list we made here. We should. And just, we've done <laughs> it for you. Why even host the show at that point? We, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. we kind of wrapped it up. We kind of right. did, did it for them in less than, almost about half the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so much uh, uh, great stuff. Uh, uh, we're just about going to uh, uh, wrap things up here, but when we uh, before we do, we're going to review some of the great shows coming up uh, here uh, at the Schottenstein Center and Nationwide Arena. Uh, that's all coming up on the Arena Guys Backstage Pass podcast. Mumford & Sons, Delta Tour 2018-2019, a groundbreaking new show in the round. The Grammy Award-winning band plays songs from their smash debut album, Sigh No More. Their number one albums, Babel and Wilder Mind, right through to this year's new album, Delta. Mumford & Sons celebrate their return with a massive world tour. March 11th, Nationwide Arena. Tickets on sale now at MumfordAndSons.com. Buckeye Country Superfest, starring the king of country, George Strait. Sing a song about the heartland. With Blake Shelton. Chris Jensen. Midland. And Ray Lynn. Saturday, June 8th at legendary Ohio Stadium in Columbus. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or charged by phone. Buckeye Country Superfest, presented by Budweiser. All right, and you can get all the information on any of the shows at the Schottenstein Center, Nationwide Arena, or concerts at Ohio Stadium. You can go to SchottensteinCenter.com or NationwideArena.com. And before we say goodbye, Dave, let's mention a few of the shows coming up in the next month or so happening at both arenas. Yeah, we got Luke Combs coming up uh, on the 22nd of uh, February, and that is a hot show. Uh, tickets are pretty much gone for that. Uh, however, sometimes on the day of a show, 
Uh, they do they do get released. Uh, he was a nominee for uh, Best New Artist at the Grammys, yeah. right? You forget that he's so new, right? Because I'm telling you, that was one of the hottest tickets of the year. Luke Holmes, out of nowhere, just, just crazy. Blew Shocked up, us all. Uh, and uh, has been a very hot ticket. Uh, speaking of hot tickets, Travis Scott, Sunday the 24th at the Schottenstein Center. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of buzz and uh, momentum for uh, for that one. We're excited. Uh, OSHA. Uh, we always have the big high school tournaments for girls basketball, boys basketball, uh, wrestling, and even the uh, the hockey tournaments over at uh, uh, Nationwide. So again, uh, there's lots of details and on sale dates for those. Uh, Mumford and Sons coming up. Uh, a lot of people excited for uh, for for Mumford and Sons. It's an in the round show, March 11th at Nationwide. Uh, just a couple days after that, we'll hit uh, Kiss. On their big uh, farewell tour, with the end of the road tour, kind of like Cher. It's I think it's their fifth farewell tour. Yeah, right. But they just, <laughs> the hits keep coming, right? So that's uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, Weezer and Pixies on uh, March nineteenth. Uh, NCAA men's basketball championship single tickets, uh, single session tickets just went on sale for that one, and are available. That's March twenty second and twenty fourth at uh, a Nationwide. Dirks Bentley bringing some country back to Nationwide March 29th. the thirty first. You got a choice to make. You can only I do know. one show. One of the rare. Times and but it's happened. I hope. Remember, twenty one pilots and Taylor Swift on the same night. Yeah, two shows, both arenas, same night. Right. Who else? It was Larry the Cable Guy and uh, Brad, Paisley, Brad Paisley. Right, back to back. Uh, and then twenty one pilots and Taylor Swift is the first time we had sold out shows at both arenas at the same night. That was very cool. I remember the lead singer from Echo Smith that opened for twenty one pilots drove fast to uh, Nationwide to pop up out sing with a duet Taylor. with Taylor Swift. That was so cool. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, so anyway, on March 31st, we have Toby Mack at the Schottenstein Center and Justin Timberlake at Nationwide Arena. So tickets for, for all those shows are available. Luke Combs, like I said, is the one where it's probably the toughest to get tickets right now out of all those, believe it or not. But uh, again, follow us on our social media channels because tickets do get released often a day or two before the show because the band holds some and then we have some band holds that, uh, that get released. And there's more on the list, but go to the websites to find because we're, we're booked into the some shows into the fall already. And one thing we forgot to mention in this podcast is the Arena Football League. Oh, wow. Yeah, boy, that's taking up a lot of time We've right got now. A press conference. We are launching a franchise in 90 yeah. days. <laughs> I mean, what a great sports town Columbus is with, with the crew and Clippers and the Blue Jackets and OSU and all the other universities in town. But um, – We've got a press conference on Friday, the 24th of February, where the new coach and everything will be unveiled. Um, the Arena Guy is proud to uh, be, I don't know, what do you call it? Not hosting, but emceeing yeah. the press conference as uh, some AFL uh, officials and people will be here. Dignitaries, uh, dignitaries if you Dignitaries, yeah, <laughs> to... Uh, to share the excitement of this new franchise. What was the line? Make your acquaintance. Columbus. What was it? What was yeah. it? Uh, <laughs> it was nice to meet your make your acquaintance. Nice to make your make their acquaintance. Yes, yeah, so at the yeah. press event. So that's coming up too, and that's very exciting. Mark Taylor, it's so great having you on the on the show today. Uh, let's get, let's you give a chance to get some plugs in. Uh, where can people follow you, find you, all that good stuff? Um, at that Starbucks over on Olympia. <laughs> that's where I'm usually on a computer. Yeah, with sure. <laughs> in. Uh, NBC Four at uh, four and five is when uh, you'll see me occasionally. Trying not to swear on TV, <laughs> um, and yeah, and I'm, I'm here for a while. So I just just bought a house, so um, I'm here for a while. Don't very nice. What part of town? Uh, short North area. Oh, okay, yeah. very nice. All right, where the action is. Yes, yes. So well, I'm in Italian Village now, and I didn't want to go very far. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what do I do? I'm g- I'm going to move four miles further yeah. away from it's where I live. Point seven miles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which oh. is great for the moving company because yeah, they just you know you got a restaurant. I don't want to give people like too close to your location, yeah. but but I'd always be afraid because there's so much good food right there that mm-hmm. I would just like I would never have food in my fridge. I would just go I'm, out and eat I'm all like the time. that anyway though. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm moving uh, four miles further away, so my commute, which <laughs> I wanted to be shorter, has ended up being longer. But it was great to have you here. It's great to be and, here. And uh, we'll have to time. visit again sometime. Real yeah, quick, sure. one last question uh, off the top of your head. Uh, your favorite movie of all time. 
Favorite movie of all oh, time. Oh man, of all time. Yeah. Um, and you have to answer too then. Uh, uh, this is this is such a cliche answer, but uh, broadcast news. Oh, that's such a great Holly movie Hunter. though. That's a, that's a great film. Yeah. It's a great it's, film. Arena guy. Well, uh, mine is tied. One, of course, is uh, the, the upcoming the, Elton John biopic. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> well, it's kind of related. The Lion King. I just love the yeah, Lion okay. King. All right. Yeah. The live action one is coming out, so I'm not sure about yeah, that. Yeah, right. One. And uh, It's a Wonderful Life because I'm sentimental. I'm I'm yeah. really kind of a wuss, and so It's a Wonderful Life gets me every time, even though I've seen it a million times. Uh, Purple Rain, of course, oh, gets okay. the honorary, but, but yeah, I'm a big, okay. but yeah. but Wizard of Oz, right? I just feel like okay. that is like that's a perfect movie. It's just mm -hmm. a, it's it's just a great movie. So so many great stuff. We'll see what happens on the Oscars. We'll see who got the uh, the most right of our Oscar picks and uh, uh, have some good stuff. So this has been the Arena Guys Backstage Pass podcast, hosted by Gary the Arena Guy, Dave executive producers Aaron Thomas and Jordan Fair, our producer. And thanks to our special guest, Mark Taylor. You can check out his great work weekdays on NBC. Subscribe to the Arena Guys Backstage Pass podcast with the Arena Guy and Dave Rutherford on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. And lots of great shows coming up. We'll see you there.